Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Sans Pants Radio, stand up, Tom. Welcome to How Goods Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Carney. I'm Tom. And I'm Dusha. Boys, How Goods Footy. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. It's good but short this week. Yeah. Uh, it's... Actually, <laughs> Look, I, I jumped into that too early. Tom, as the only person in the room whose team played this week, how good's footy? Here we go, here we go, here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Had have asked me this question at 6 p.m. yesterday. Footy was dead to me. <laughs> uh, Sean came to watch the game with me. Yep. And uh, after the game, came and said, uh, "Look, do you want to get a beer?" I had to say no uh, because I just broke couldn't. my heart. <laughs> yeah, Sean, I, I just couldn't. If if they if if they had a one, I would have gone out for ten beers, but. Winners don't get beers. Uh, winners get beers. Losers get toast. And I had to go home and have some toast and think about it. However, if you ask me the question again today, Dusha, yep. how good's footy? I go, it wasn't great yesterday, but the signs are that it's going to be really good soon. <laughs> Tom, do you remember what I said to you when you said no to the beers? I said, when you lose, it's toast and water. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, look, it was, it was a hard day at the office, uh, but I have since... Seen some of the news reports coming out of it, read some stats, watched a bit of the replay of the game and realised that Ooh. we were right in it. Um, when yep. Corey Gregson missed that shot on goal, there were five minutes to go. And Fuck if he had head. kicked that, we would have been less, like two two goals in it. He misses that, changes the game. But you got to remember, we're playing the flat track premiers on their flat track track. <laughs> so to get within three goals of them with probably... Four, four or five of our best 22 not on the park, and they had everyone bar one player. Yeah. And we lost by three goals, and we were, we, were, we were one point in it at three-quarter time. Yeah. I take that, and I go, you know what? That's good. 
Next time, next time we get him in seven weeks' time, you fucking watch out. Hey, Whoa. Tom, whose home game was it? Oh, it was Richmond's because it was an MCG. Oh, yeah, no, positive, positive. Yeah, because yeah. here it says that it was a Geelong home game. I but- beg your pardon. <laughs> so, Tom. Oh, we- can I say that Geelong was down in, like, down the highway? They would have fucking shit themselves because they can't <laughs> play away from the G against good sides. Ooh, yeah, nah. It, like the facts back that up, Tom. They can't. If, if, if that game is in Geelong, we win. But you know what? It'll be better when we beat them when it's their home game in seven or eight rounds' time. Ooh. Ooh. Fire up, Tom. Oh, bloody hell. I, I'll be. Oh, you're them fighting words. Joel Dusha. Yes. Listeners. Yes. Tom was a very angry and vocal boy yesterday. I witnessed him at the game. And I'll tell you this as well because I had some doubts going in. Yep. Tom stood up. Oh, hang on, hang on. How many times? Twice. <laughs> Which doesn't sound great, but, but, but when else would I have stood? But also, going into last week's ga- well, going into this week's game, you'd stood up twice for the season. <laughs> so, that's a fucking That's good. I bumped my average up. But to be fair, if 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 Gregson, if we had a kick to goal to get us in front, I would have stood for that goal. Yeah. Oh. I fucking I would have driven down from because I was in Sydney for the weekend. If I had heard that Geelong got up and you didn't stand up, I would have fucking driven down. Had a quiet word. It would have been a two-hour. I would have had a two-hour chat, and it would have been two-hour silence. Tom, what was your first stand? Uh, I think my first stand was it was it Ablett's goal. It was Gary, yeah, Gary on the run from like vintage Ablett oh. on the run from. He was. He kicked it from like fifty-five too. Like he wasn't on it. He was outside the fifty, bombed it in, and it went went in at like mid-post height. Fucking loved it. We were up, Dusha. We were up. Oh, trying to think. My uh, my other. It was also in the first, the first quarter. quarter. It was one that I'm gonna, I, have a at, I'm gonna have a look at the. I didn't initially go up, but you went, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw Tom go up, and I I joined him. I I was uh, like, oh, I'm getting dragged up by Tom. I, so. I think I'm just gonna I'm just gonna quickly have a flick back to see the girls scored in that uh, opening quarter. So it was after Gary's goal. It was after Gary's goal. Oh, Tommy Hawkins. Oh yeah, yeah. Kicked a on the run, on the run, absolute belter. Yep. Uh, it was no. I stood not because of necessarily the goal was good. The team play to get to the goal was probably one of the best goals for Geelong on the day. I yep. think there was another one that was better, but unfortunately we missed the goal, which was the the Gregson goal. We got the ball out of a clearance, quick kick in, and he caught it in like a slips catch. So, look, yeah. Talk about team play goals. Richmond had a ripper. Oh, oh in the last quarter? It, it was, was amazing. Probably it was it, amazing. It's the best team play goal you'll see all year, probably. So, I was... This is a real Sorry, one, John. yeah, where he kept it alive for yeah. like like three times. Yeah. And then Jack kept it alive. Yeah. And, oh, it was awesome. Yeah, that was... But also shit out. It was the, it was the <laughs> nail in the coffin of my side's chances oh, that day. Yeah. Richmond had two really, really fucked goals in that last quarter, which was that one and also one where Jack Rewalt kicked a banana to his teammate that was kind of standing next to him. Yeah. yeah. There was two team goals in that last quarter that were just like, Jesus. And then like the home crowd got up and it was just, you couldn't catch him after that. Could you? No, nah, the home crowd carried him home. Yeah. But that's the thing. And that's, like, why, that's why they lose away because the home crowd doesn't go there. That's it. Because Tom turned to me at one point in the game and said, if this was... At the actual home ground. This is when the crowd gets into it. It's when, lift, Selwood, it's when Selwood kicked that monster kick from outside 50 that put us Captain's just goal. in it. Captain's goal. And you could, you could hear there was a, down where the cheer squad was, you could hear a bit of the chant starting, but we just didn't have the numbers. Mm. Richmond crowd booing Gary. Oh, no good. Come Don't on, like guys. it. He didn't do it. Like It wasn't like, um, you know how if a player like maybe tackles someone too hard yeah. or hits somebody, then you and, he's, and he's never done something either. No. Because he's Gary Ablett. Yeah. It was just booing him. 
because he's so good. Because he's the best? I think because they go, ah, oh, Dusty's really good. But Gary Ablett's probably in the conversation as greatest of all time. Yeah. Um, actually, I think the AFL hit their straps on Twitter when they posted that Ablett goal with um, hashtag just goat things. Oh, yeah. It was good. <laughs> <laughs> but, he, but, like, he's in that conversation as one of the greatest players to ever play the game. Yep. Name me, like, <laughs> Dustin Martin's not going down in history as one of the greatest players to Someone play the game. legitimately commented to that remark, one of the best of all time. He's not even the best in his fucking family. <laughs> I like that because he's probably not. Yeah. <laughs> What's Nathan up to? <laughs> <laughs> Who called Nathan like one of the best talents they've ever? Was it Bomber Thompson? Yep. Yeah. Well, well I've, told, I've told stories about Nathan Ablett on this podcast about, you know, he kicked like 20 goals in a half and then when the recruiters turned up, just went to full back and didn't touch the ball because he didn't want, he's like, don't look at me. Leave me alone. <laughs> Interesting. But he was, he was the one that would, could have been the most like his old man. Yeah. Junior's a different breed. I actually don't think you compare Ablett Senior and Ablett Junior. I think you can compare no. like Ablett Senior with like Buddy Franklin, yep, or like Plugger. But I don't think yep. you can compare. I think you compare like Junior with someone like um, Greg Williams or Chris Judd, like those kind of players. Um, and I don't think. And then you've got others like Voss who are just on a different pedestal. Heard, heard, but heard Voss Buckley, heard Voss Buckley, Ablett Junior are probably in that same category. Yeah. Yeah, um, and Ablett Junior is probably second in that category to um to Buckley. No, of course. <laughs> no, no, Buckley's no, fourth, Buckley's mate. Fourth, yeah. yeah, come on, mate. Win a premiership. Um, I, I think it's a, I think it's a, <laughs> I think it's a three way tie because they both deliver just slight differences, except Buckley, who's just a plotter. <laughs> I wouldn't put him in my team. Nah, couldn't couldn't get him in my team. Um, yeah, him and Dustin Martin, they're just not in. <laughs> I just quickly on Buckley, I just want to point it out for people who aren't that familiar with the AFL and history and that sort of thing. Nathan Buckley played for Brisbane originally and left because, quote, I want to win premierships. And then Brisbane won three premierships and Buckley never won one. Two against Collingwood. Collingwood. Yep. He won Norm Smith in one of those, didn't he? Did he win a Brownlee? He shouldn't have. Yeah. That's when they Brownlee. changed the Norm Smith voting because yeah. they used to vote 10 minutes before the end of the game. And Vossi had a huge 10 minutes, won the game. Yep. Get fucked. Fucking Norm Smith voting. Yeah, Buckley has a Brownlow. He won yeah. a joint year with two? Rusciuto? No, he doesn't no, have one. two. doesn't have two. There's not he many won it got with two. Goods and Rusciuto. That's it, yeah. yeah Goods, that's Goods right. he's got two. Judd Ablett have got two. Yeah. Jeez, there's not a lot recently that have got two. Nah. Man. Dusty That's, some, that's some rarefied air. Mm. Dusty, oh, Dusty gets Dusty doesn't. Des- this is the thing that annoys me about. Dusty. I know we're we're still focusing on this one game. There's no, that's all right. We'll just do these through. games, I guess, in a different order this week. Start with the most recent first. <laughs> okay, so Dustin Martin. I turned to Sean at one point. And I was like, he's done nothing all day. You watch him lift. Fucking kicked a goal in the last quarter. That like pretty much three votes. If he nah. gets, the three, he doesn't deserve. Do you know who probably deserves the three votes? And it's probably a Richmond player, and it's probably Nick Vlosten. Who just oh, huge game, awesome game, yep. and then probably Joel Selwood has the two votes. Rance had frustratingly a pretty good game. Yep, yep. All back of the year, nah. All nah. black, all Ooh. back, <laughs> all back, full, all, all back, full. He's not a good he player. Doesn't, he doesn't fall back. He falls forward. Oh. <laughs> two things that came out of this game, and since we're just we might as well just cover it in full. Yeah, this is Geelong. Geelong, Geelong lost to Richmond by eighteen points. Like you said before, Geelong admirable well, effort. Yeah, well, in what a. A lot of young kids in that side who probably aren't. There, there, there was at least four or five players. It, pro- it wasn't your best 22. Not our best 22 by a long shot. Fuck off, Parsons. But they're coming. Yeah, Parsons. Oh, you keep going, Dush, and I'll get to Parsons in a um, minute. But there's two things that have come out of this game that I want to talk about. One, I haven't spoken with you about, so I'll lead with that because I was watching a news report on this from the a- airport earlier today. Ooh. 
<laughs> Did you just get back today? Yeah. You're like, a plane boy. I got back to this house an hour before we were recording. Oh. Yeah. You look uh, fresh. <clears throat> thanks, man. I changed my t-shirt. Good boy. <laughs> yeah, so Damien Hardwick went after the media <laughs> for saying, uh, yeah, so- Focusing I on staging. Yeah, focusing on staging. He's not having a bar of it, saying it's just outlandish to go after Rance for that. It's ridiculous. Well, to be fair, though, he also said, and Franklin, and Danger, because people are going up to Dangerfield as well. But don't lump Rance in with the Franklins and the Dangerfields, because it's a, a drastically different action. And the news report had a replay of Body doing it at the SCG versus Rance <laughs> doing it and. The distance covered. <laughs> Big <Minuscule>. difference. <laughs> and look, one thing I will say about the Hardwick thing here is that the thing I love the most, though, and he was like, I over-exaggerated every free kick I ever got. Every AFL player has done that. And you're like, yeah, every player, if, if there's if there's an ability to try to get a free kick, you're going to try to get a free kick. You know, putting your arms out, say, being held on to. The umpires are usually pretty good. But the difference here is that you've got... Dangerfield and Buddy, who have over-accentuated a little bit and sort of maybe thrown an arm out to get a free kick and it's worked in their favour. And then you've got someone who has a history of over-exaggerating. It's a bit like, it's a bit like Lindsay Thomas, who has a history of throwing his head back and, and ducking into tackles. Or like Selwood, who shrugs his shoulder. But again, the reason Selwood's getting high free kicks is because, oh, he's first at the football, so you have to tackle him. Yep. Here's a way to avoid that. Get the football before him. Ooh. <laughs> Lift. <laughs> Lift like his shoulders do. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's also, that's another thing that fucking annoys me. Like, oh, Selwood's a ducker. He doesn't duck. His he head doesn't, he lifts. He's actually got the strength in his body to lift another player up around his neck. Oh. A lot of ducking comments from the Richmond crowd yesterday. Ooh. Including one when Selwood took an awesome mark on the wing and while he was in the air, got, got punched de- in the head. He got decapitated. <laughs> and they've gone, oh, he's ducked. I'm like, he was fucking upright in the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Didn't take his eyes off the no, football. Went back yeah. and fucking nailed it from outside 52. Yeah, I love though. All the Richmond supporters when it happens, oh, he fucking ducked. Far oh, bullshit. And then they show it on the replay and it's just quiet. Yeah, because everyone went, oh, no, that was... Except for a few who still say it. And you're like, all right, mate. Turn it up. Yeah. Another thing that came out of this game. Yes. And something that touches on what I said before. Mm. Dustin Munn made contact with an umpire. He did. I haven't seen the footage. Have either of you, boys? (laughs) Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Uh, He got a fine. Because they're saying it's similar to Stephen Mays. Mm. It's a bit Um, worse than May. It's worse than Mays because... So I argue it's it's in the same realm as Mays because what he was doing is he's explaining why he should be getting a free kick. Mays' contact, though, was accidental. Yes, I would argue Mays is accidental because what he does is he covers his face and moves his body and I don't think he realises the umpire is as close, which is what the umpire said in his testimony. He goes, oh, it was accidental. I stepped forward as he stepped into... It was like... Yeah, it was was just an accident. Dusty's, though demonstrates an elbow push after the fact where the umpire's kind of, it looks like the umpire's finished the conversation with Dusty and has gone to run away and Dusty's kind of followed him to continue the story. The umpire's kind of not paying attention to him and he kind of pushes him with an elbow to be like, this is what happened to me. I reckon that's a weak. Gives him a solid push, an aggressive I, one. Yeah. I think yeah. even though- even I would though, go as far to say without seeing this footage, that was a don't argue on an umpire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, I'm, I was prepared to probably give May a week as well. I'm prepared- to give anyone who touches an umpire on purpose a week, just straight off the bat. Well, even look, if it's even if it's just touching him on the shoulder or anything like that, give him a week straight away to be like, don't do it. The well, don't do it because it needs to filter down to the junior level, Sean. Tom Hawkins did it, and they the big thing with that one was it was an aggressive action. So yep. it was Dusty. 
Like I, I'm all for only difference is you, you don't suspend a bloke for accidentally bumping into someone. But Dusty is having a conversation and has aggressively pushed him. Yes, it's like to demonstrate this is what the tag is doing to me. Mm, can't do it. Nah, everyone stupid. Well, <laughs> stupidly, kids look up to Dusty. And they're going to do that shit. They go, oh, he's a brown medalist. Like what happened to the rule that um, only the the captain could could basically have discussions with umpires like I, that? I, I don't mind that going out because I like the idea that any player can feel comfortable to approach an umpire and have a conversation with them. Yeah, I like that. I don't like the line it is though of any player can feel comfortable to sort of get an umpire space because all you get is someone sees that and goes, oh, Dusty does it, and then you have it happening in junior footy, yeah. and then you get. So the thing I've always liked is I feel that. Umpires in AFL, and maybe we've talked about this before, but umpires in AFL are always protected, yep. so to speak, by the media, by coaches across the board. You do something wrong with an umpire, you get you get punished yep. severely. Famously, before all of the terrible coaching decisions James had made, he dragged his name through the mud when he was a player because he went on uh, The Footy Show, which is a footy show in Australia, and it's a garbage show, trash fire. Anyway, when he was still a player... An umpire made a questionable decision, and James Heard was like, no, I think he made the wrong choice. And he got fucking... Literally, comment was something like that. The footy show really pushed him to make a comment, and he was like, yeah, you're right. Like, I disagree. He said he was wrong, and he probably shouldn't... If you're making a wrong decision like that, he probably shouldn't be umpiring next week. Yeah, I think. and he got fucking grilled for it. 20,000. 20,000. Uh, how much did Brad Scott get last year for saying the umpires uh, uh, don't give free kicks to Lindsay Thomas? It was like thirty thousand, yeah, and half of it had to go to charity. Like they, they, they go, and and so they should. You should. The officiators, yes, they're human. Yes, we talk about how they get decisions wrong, and we get angry all the time. But we would never. I would never go to an extent. I get angry in the moment, and then I'll I'll move on. You look at codes like NRL, where the commentators go hard after umpires, players go hard after umpires, and then you have incidents in the under sixteens where like dads jump the fence and king hit umpires. Yeah. Um. And it's kind of like, we don't want that truly into our game. So no. I just think blanket rule. You touch an umpire deliberately, and I don't mean this, because that, that's what the fine is. The fine is like oh, in, unintentional contact, yeah, yeah. which it isn't. Because he, he, he makes his, a conscious yeah. choice to push. I The AFL aren't going to challenge it because it makes them look really bad if both Fife and Dusty come first and second in the Brownlow medal count and they're both ineligible. Question. Yes. If someone like, say... Should I get my tinfoil hat ready? Yeah, sure. If Fuck. Tom Hawkins, if Jack Higgins from Richmond had done the same action, would he get a week? Is it a dusty rule? Pick someone. Pick someone like not from Richmond. Like, let's be honest. If Tom Hawkins had done the same thing, he'd get a week. Tom Hawkins seems to get a week for like everything that everybody else gets away with. But yeah. is it because he has a history? Is it because it's no? But they don't. With him? He also usually does anymore. it the week after they've made it like a thing. Like the week after they're like, if you make accidental contact to someone's jaw in a jumper punch, you'll get a week. Next week, Tom Hawkins makes <laughs> accidental contact to someone's jaw twice. <laughs> so- I just don't like it. I just think. The AFL should just have a bit of a backbone and just be like, nah, Dusty, you have a week for being a fucking idiot because we've been saying this for like nearly two months now. And it's you been can't a do recurring this. issue. Yeah. It's not like that no one has touched an umpire this season and Dusty's well, yeah. like, oh, fuck, I thought that was fine. I, I've been like, I, I had a look just at a stat just on this. There's been pre- nearly every week there has been an instance where players have been fined for an unintentional umpire contact. Yeah. So I don't know whether there's... The umpires are having to get closer to the action because there's more congestion. I don't know what it is, but it just seems like there's far more accidents. Like Robbie Gray got fined this week for a- also, and I didn't even see that incident. No, but like for mine, I see that, and I'm just like, just just suspend him, just do it. Oh, it's not against the spirit of the game. No, it is because the spirit of the game is the buck stops with the umpire. Yeah. 
I tell you what, though, uh, there are a couple of questionable. As I've just said, you know, oh, we're not going to bash the umpires, so I'd like to bash the umpires. Um, <laughs> yeah, no worries. It'll cost you twenty k. Cool, cool, cool. Let's go. <laughs> they can uh, get fucked. They were shit house yesterday. <laughs> They may, honestly, it's these 50 metres. Sam was on the show last week, talked about giving a 20 metre penalty. Maybe. Change the rule. We Change almost rule. laughed him out of the studio last week. Or maybe not laughed him out of the studio. We're like, oh, yeah, okay. But I turned to you and I said there should be. Because there was a couple of decisions yeah. where, like the Selwood one was a clear 50. It was a late bump to the head. Yeah. The Tom, did you watch any of the game? I only saw the last quarter. Oh, so you missed the, so there was one early on when Richmond <sighs> had the bit of momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Caddy. Got a 50-meter penalty and it resulted directly in a goal where he's marked and Tom Stewart has ran from behind him to man the mark and Caddy's gone to handball. So Stewart has run off the mark to stop, like to chase the other player that looked like he was about to handball to. And the umpire's gone, no, it's 50, you ran across the mark. It's like, no, 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 no. Stewart was manning the mark. That's what I thought it was for. The commentary during the game was that he apparently gave the 50 meters because Tom Stewart ran from behind Caddy to stand the mark. How the fuck else is he going to stand the mark? That happened, like that thing where a player runs from behind another player to stand the mark happens 20 times in a game of football. Yeah, there was also a weird decision in the last quarter that should have been a 50, I think, but then wasn't where... Tom Hawkins got legged? Nah, it was... Um, yeah, fuck that shit. It was a, it was a similar thing of like the uh, entering the... Protected zone. zone. Yeah, where I think it was... I honestly think it was Richmond that had taken the mark and they kind of... Half played on, and it got a couple play on, but there was a Geelong player standing right next to him, so it should have been 50 anyway. It was just consistent. It was just a really weird, and the commentators were kind of confused. They're like, hang on, why was that allowed to happen? It didn't really matter because Richmond continued momentum, but it was just like- Just making consistent. Yeah. Yeah, it was zero consistency. Oh, I did my head in. What do you think of the four umpires on the field? Wait, fuck. It's dumb. Too many. And um, I think- Oh, someone said the stat. I think- um, Free kick count went up by about twenty percent or something. Because that makes sense. Because think about it, yeah, you want to be involved and active if you're an umpire on yeah. the field, so you pay free kicks. It's just shit. Get rid of and it. And they're saying, and, and Damien Harbour even said, you know, we thought with an extra umpire that we might get some more frees for Holt. Like Rewalt might, they might see some of the things that they miss, yeah. which I agree with in in theory. Not the example he gave because that's bullshit. Jack Rewalt plays for free kicks more than Alex Rance does. <laughs> um, that's a big probably not cause... more. Probably close to. He does the old Benny Brown. If he's out of the contest, the arms go out straight yeah. away. Don't um, move. Hate it. Having a fourth umpire didn't actually make them smith. They didn't spot the decisions that they missed. They kept missing decisions still mm-hmm. off of both sides. And I was like, just. And also, they're whinging about congestion in games. Let's put a fourth fucking umpire on the field. We'll add a. We'll add another body onto a onto mm. a game. And there are a couple of times where I find the umpires got in the way. Yeah, agreed. For both sides. There were times where like Richmond could have got out with a better kick, but umpires were kind of in the lateral. And it's, and it's not their fault. There's just too many on the ground. Just three's a fine number. Leave yeah. it at three. I'm on board with that. Back them. Back their decision making. Let's talk about crowd activity, Tom. Um, oh. Let's start with the positives. <clears throat> I was there. Uh, so, yeah, Sean got the late call up to uh, supervise my standing. I subbed in. Yep. Um, oh, what... Um, now, I know we had this conversation recently. Uh, you were given the offer of what you'd like to wear to the game. What did you yeah. opt with? Uh, obviously, I was going to back my boy. Yep. And I went all out on Geelong. Yeah, good. So he wore all Geelong stuff. Yep. Um, we'll get to you in a second, Dusha. <laughs> yes. I look forward to this discussion. <laughs> Not only did I wear it all, I fucking wore it on my, my heart on my sleeve. Oh, you got right into it. I got invested. You were like... Getting angry at missed kicks, you were oh. getting angry at you were cheering. Yeah. You were you were getting behind the I was really proud. Yeah. Yep. 
sounds like a very similar way that I was getting behind the Sydney Swans, boys. Is that the team that your friend Joel Zammett goes for? No, it's the team that my father barracks for. Ooh, friendship oh. versus blood, Sean Carney. <laughs> we, we weren't expecting this ambush. Um, I yeah. feel like any team that played the Western Bulldogs in the 2016 final series, I wasn't ready for it. <laughs> Question. Yes. I was raised... Dad wasn't at the game, though. Dad wasn't at the game, but I was raised at the South Melbourne Football Club. I used to work there when I was like 13 on the scoreboard. I'm gonna I know all of the words to the Sydney theme song because of that. I have been involved in the club. I feel like that I have the right, All right to go to... All defence can rest. Yeah, the defence can rest. This is fair. We find no TC behaviour. <laughs> yep, nah, pretty good. Um, um, that was me banging a gavel. It didn't yep. really work. A few um, dickheads in the crowd. At the uh, Geelong-Richmond Yeah, game. there's a couple of behind us, Sean. One in particular. <sighs> who was with a Geelong mate who I feel like didn't do enough to try to shut him up. Yep. He was a craggle-faced old fuck, I'll tell you. <laughs> Oh, fire up, Sean. Wrinkles in his face the size. I could put my fist in them. I should have. His face Tom. resembled his scrotum, I imagine. <laughs> I reckon they look the same. Tom, in the second half, oh. did you notice a period where I kind of... I went quiet. Yeah, and you kept looking over your shoulder? There were some comments that kicked it off. Were you planning your attack, Sean? But one in particular. Was it the same one that really annoyed me? No, we'll get to that, because that one was fucking annoying. Go. There was even another one. There was a decision on the field which we believed should have been a Geelong free kick. And Dusha, Tom has thrown his hands in the air as Four. if like, what the fuck? Come on. And I, Tom, do? I don't know if you heard this. No. Let me know if you did. Fuckhead behind us has gone, put your hands down, idiot. And I was like, <laughs> he went after you. He went after me. He went after you. And I went. And I didn't look back at him. I I regret not going after him. My eyes went a bit vacant and I was a bit like... Did you get a dusty stare? I was like... (laughs) I had shark's eyes for a minute. (laughs) Dead. And then... You guys ever play Super Smash Bros? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the character of Samus. Yeah. You hold the button and he's charging up his punch. Yeah. (laughs) I spent the next 10 minutes fucking charging up and just absorbing everything this cockhead was saying. Because I wanted to punch him in the throat. Dermy style. He's a fucking dickhead. Oh, I don't think I was being unreasonable either throughout the game. I was pretty good. I got a little bit lippy. Um, <laughs> just in terms of, I just started repeating stuff that he was saying. Yeah. And be like, oh, you nah, fucking, oh, fucking, I don't know, just anything. Yeah. Um, he was about 70, so he probably couldn't hear me. <laughs> he was pissed too. You could smell the beer on him. Yeah. I'm amazed that my fellow Geelong supporter, who was his mate, mm. wasn't like, hey, Put your, head in. put your head in. There's also uh, kids sitting next to us. Yeah, didn't uh, like it. And in front of us. You should have yeah. done the old... Oi, cunt, there's fucking kids here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't is- fucking swear. Speaking of the kids, and this is a positive note. Yep. At one point, Tom got into a decision. Or I don't know, he was pretty pumped up. And a little Geelong lad turned around and just looked at him. Aww. And then Tom looked at him, gave him the thumbs up, and the kid just smiled. And it was beautiful. It was really nice. Oh, yeah. fuck. I'm, I'm basically turning into my father. How good's footy is now inspiring a generation. Yeah. It is. My dad will often like get quite vocal at the footy and like little kids nearby just turn around like, oh my God, look at that man. <laughs> it, was a good, it was like a good tackle. I was like, yeah, good boys. Yeah. They got quite, you know, yeah, yeah, real and deep. this kid turned around and was like, oh, this is great. Because <laughs> he'd been copping like Richmond shit from old mate behind yeah. us. But yeah. Sean, yes, Tom. that's not the thing I took umbrage at. Mm. And I think my biggest regret for the entire football season happened... <sighs> On Sunday, because I should have said something, not yeah. not to like start a fight, but I should have said something to put this bloke in his place. Because this this particularly, particularly in the current climate that we're in right yeah, now, it's fucked behaviour. 
This is bullshit behaviour and a terrible example to be setting to the next generation. So during the early parts of the game, Dangerfield fumbled a kick and it spilled out and, you know, Richmond put some pressure on it. It was a good play by Richmond. Yep. Um, and this dickhead behind us, this cockroach of a man, <laughs> this human crumb uh, with a scrotum face, decided to use the brilliant call, go back to the women's league, danger, and turn it up. Point one. Point one. Oh. First of all, mate... You're not listening because you're a fuckhead and you probably don't know how to use the internet or a mobile phone because you're such a fucking dinosaur with little T-Rex arms and a scrotum face. <laughs> point one, point one. That insult only works on the basis that you assume that the comparant women's league of AFLW is less than the men's competition and is therefore can be used as an insult. Point two. I'd fucking love to see you try to get around Erin Phillips when she's up and running. I'd Ooh, fucking yeah. love it. I'd love you to try to get past like Emma Carney, who just won the the best and fairest. Daisy Pierce would tackle you into where, your twenties. She would tackle you so hard you'd lose fifty fucking years and shit yourself. Yep. <laughs> Sabrina from the Brisbane Lions would crush your bones. Oh my god, you old fuck. This this thing. And and the response I wanted, because you know when you have like a good comeback yeah. after the fact, the response I wanted, I thought about it, and I think at the time my response would have been like, nah, fuck you, you wouldn't be able to fucking handle it, you piece of shit. My response would have been in front of a sh- Sean and I, it was probably about six or seven girls in Richmond gear, probably aged between eight and 12. Yep. Yeah, super impressionable, and the future of AFL women. And, you know, supporters of his club. Yeah. I would have probably turned around if I had have had my time again and been like, mate... I'd like you to look all of these girls in the eye and tell them why you think their competition is less is not as good as yours. Off you go. Start, have, a, have a crack. Yeah. And that's... he probably would have because that's the kind of piece of shit he is. But that's yeah. not – like I've got no problems with, you know, getting stuck, oh, you're a shit player, you know. Yeah. I don't mind – I actually don't mind that. Yeah. Go back to the VFL. Yeah. Fine. Go back to Auskick. That's great. I love that shit. <laughs> yeah. But – Go back to the other one I hate is oh it's football not netball. Have you fucking watched a game of netball? It's really fucking quick. Also, they get knocked over a fucking lot. I just yeah fucking it's, it's Tom likes Tom likes a bit of netball. He's a two time premiership captain. Sure am. That's huge. <laughs> no, but yeah, I love footy. I love the culture of footy. But yep. fuck the masculinity shit. Yeah. Yes, keep it out of it. Who yes. gives a shit? Get behind your boys. That's good. Don't be fucking. Nah. It's for everyone. Correct. That's why footy is... We talked about this last week. Footy is good because it is for everyone. Don't go to a game again. Richmond, Bernie's membership. Yeah. Nah, fair enough. Fuck Am it. I, do you know, I reckon Damien Hardwick would not stand for that. Nah, Mrs. Hard, Mrs. Hardwick would fucking <laughs> choke him out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Geelong were okay, but not good enough. Uh, after the bye, though... This is why I'm saying footy's going to be great in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, after the bye, uh, there is... Cam Guthrie's back. Yep. Scott Selwood's back. Yep. Harry Taylor's back. Jeez. Lockie Henderson, they reckon, will play a couple more games of EFL, but he'll be back in after the bye. Yep. Handy ins. Cockatoo will be back at some point after the bye. Good. And wait for this big one. Chris Scott has said in his press conference after the game on Sunday, there is every chance Dan Menzel will play against the Bulldogs Ooh, two weeks' time. That's massive. Look out, doggies. Scott Selwood, for me, is the most important oh, one of them. Oh, Henderson. You reckon? Yeah. Backline's been doing pretty well. Backline's been doing okay, but... Midfield they needs just the need grunt. A... You got the that's where Guthrie probably comes in too. Yeah, actually, and Menzel's cool. super important just quietly. Yeah. Losing Radigalea. Anyway, the signs are positive. To get we're fifth on the ladder after losing the players we lost 
to injuries over the year and the up and down season we've had, I'm pretty happy with fifth at the midpoint. Yep. You've had the the same sort of injury run, or maybe not quite as bad, but similar to Adelaide, and you've managed to not be a fucking shambles of a football club. Probably closer to GWS than maybe Adelaide because we, yeah. we've also got players back the way they've got players back, whereas yep. Adelaide aren't getting anyone back because oh they didn't do it they didn't do a training camp. <laughs> um, so I'm happy. Uh, bring on the second half of the season. Up the cats. What was the next game in reverse chronological order, Dusha? I might just to stop confusing the shit out of myself. Let's just jump back to the first game of the round. Sure. <laughs> All right. Port Adelaide defeated the Western Bulldogs by 57 points at Adelaide Oval. No one was shocked or surprised or even a little bit like, oh. Bulldogs did that thing again where they forgot how to kick a goal for a bit. Yeah, they love that. <laughs> Five goals to none in the first quarter. And it cost them because the rest of the game, they were just not in it. Nah. There's really not a lot to say about this game. Port doesn't prove anything because it was against the doggies well, at the home I mean, ground. If Port really wanted to make a point, they could have won by a hundred points. Yeah. And they kind of eased off the eased off the gas a bit towards the end. Um Paddy sort of. Ryder. they kicked six goals in the last quarter. They eased off in the second, where they only kicked three. What's the deal with the Bulldogs Ruckman? Tom Boyd one. rucked. Well, Roughhead was dropped. They've like to be honest, they've never really had a proper ruckman. No. Similar to Geelong since Otten's left. Sort your shit out. <laughs> like the Bulldogs, they're just a f- what the fuck? They're and it's and can I say it's only going to get uglier. Jack McRae probably out for an extended period, three to four weeks with a hamstring injury. Eastern Wood. And Eastern Wood ham- oh Jack McRae's a knee and I think Eastern Wood's a hamstring. He's done for the season, they reckon. Jesus. Wood's done for the year. They reckon. Who's the vice captain? Uh Bontepelli. Yeah. Well, he's not having a great year either. The Bulldogs just fucked, to be honest. Yeah. Good uh, luck to him. <laughs> Good luck to him. Well, right. they can go get fucked. <laughs> All right. Huh. With that uh, wisdom, we'll mo- move on to the next game. Uh, Friday night at the SCG, which uh, had two special guest attendants, me and Joel Zammett, barracking for opposite teams. I was barracking for the Bloods, Sydney Swans. Well, he barracked for his boys, West Coast Eagles. I just want to jump in before you continue, Dusha, and say that Joel Zammett is a much stronger man than I. Yep. If on Sunday, Sean had have donned the yellow and black, we would not be friends anymore, and I would have have murdered him at some point during that game. (laughs) The fact that you were able to flip him off and he didn't choke you out, it speaks volumes of his zen-like character. Hats off to Zammett. The uh, flipping the up, op- he didn't actually notice I did that until uh, the photo went on Twitter. <laughs> oh, you're you're a hero. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, is he the, looking? No. Oh, fucking <laughs> the coward's finger. <laughs> the old coward's oh, finger. Look over there. No, he was just focused on the game. Oh, which, yep. fair enough. Um, Great game. Yeah, it was really good. And something that I noticed, I don't mean it as a dig against Essendon, but it's going to come across this way. It was nice to watch a high-pressure game that, like, there was mistakes in that made, but they weren't just stupid mistakes. Yeah. Like, there wasn't just random turnovers. There was, it was All of it was due to pressure. Ge- Ge- these, these two games, Sydney, West Coast, Geelong, Richmond, are what you wanted from the team to a one and two and three and four. Uh, yeah, one, two, three, four. At yeah, the yeah. time of the game yeah, being yeah. played. It was a really good game. Buddy kicked two goals, five. Would have liked him to uh, turn it on a bit, but he took a fucking huge mark. Yeah. He's not a big marker either, buddy. No. He's never been known for his ability no. to leap. Well, it wasn't. It was a leap, and then he ended up like just kind of standing his ground and took it one-handed. It was <sighs> fuck. I stood for that. Just putting that up. Well done. Yeah. How many times did you stand? Twice. Ooh. Ooh, another a goal. Yeah, another one was a goal on the uh, run. It was like or a Haywood shot? on the run. Yeah, it was. It was on the run. Yeah, it was on the run. Yeah. Um, it's hard to get up for a set shot. Yeah, yeah it is. Unless it's. Yeah. 
I nearly got up for that Selwood one from outside 50. A massive yeah. set. From outside 50, I'd stand up for a set shot. Because you got to like... Depends on context. And you got to like... It's a slow rise on a set shot. Because you got to like ride it into the goals. That yeah. was the Hawkins one. No, no. That Gary, was the... Gary, Gary Ablett was a slow rise because he got it at we were like, oh, about 65. Oh, like we were like, Gary... Oh, they were up. Fuck, oh. I love a slow rise. <laughs> yeah. It's um, good. This was the first game that Zamet has watched in full for a while. Uh, mm. He has a very impressive knowledge of the late 90s, early 2000s West Coast Eagles. Not so much now, but it was good watching him fall in love with modern West uh, West Coast Eagles players. Cool. Uh, so watching the game, he was Nick like- Nat? Yes. Good. <laughs> Knew it. And- um, Willie but- Rioli or Luke Ryan are one of them? No, it was- Liam Ryan. Kennedy. Luke? Oh, Liam no, Ryan? Luke Ryan plays for Freo. It's Liam Ryan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Kennedy. He Because uh, Kennedy kicked two goal pretty quickly. JJK has yeah. the beard, has that weird little- Yeah. Zaman straight home was like, who's the guy with a beard? <laughs> <laughs> He has a type. He also like asked about Buddy at one point. It was like, it was like Buddy Franklin. Why do I know that name? I was like, oh, he's the highest paid player in the AFL. What does Buddy put on his arms? Um, probably drugs if he's shiny, according to my grandmother. Why? <laughs> yeah, but like he's shinier than anybody. Oh, they they all put um. Yeah, but Buddy just must oil put a and whole stuff on their arms to make them harder to tackle. A fucking kilo of the stuff. Like it's ridiculous. Probably just deep heat, mate. It was cold. <laughs> Fair enough. It was. It, it was, was very cold. It was freezing on the, the footy mo- over the weekend was. So ice cold, except for I think the game in Gold Coast where they were like sweating and had to like pour water on themselves constantly. <laughs> yeah. Just while we're on how people look, uh, want to talk about the best fucking haircut in the AFL right now? Yep. Oh yeah, Aaliyah Aaliyah. Yeah. For Sydney. Yep. Rocking the mohawk. mohawk, and that's like a little. You know, Dustin Martin has it like half-assed mohawk. It is like peaked. He looks like Mr. It's a Mr. Timo. It goes up and like tapers off at the back. Uh, it's good. Again, Samma pointed it out straight away and was like, who's that guy with a mohawk? What a hero. <laughs> also played a great game after sort of almost being in the wilderness for a bit and not getting, playing a lot of time in the reserves and just being in, a, I think missed a couple of training sessions. and for like a year and a half now. Yeah, yeah. Had, had a great sort of run when they made that finals uh, series against the Bulldogs and injured himself late in the year and didn't did play in the grand back? final. No, I don't think he did. Grand final. I don't think, or if he did, he didn't play well. Yeah, but um, he was awesome. He was a wall. I love him. Keep that mohawk, mate. Yeah, he and fuck, Sydney played so well, and West Coast also played really well. It was just such a good game to watch and be at. It's is that a? That's almost a grand final. It's definitely a final preview. Oh, absolutely. Whether that's a semi, a qualifying final, or the big one. Fuck, it reminded me of how good those grand finals were oh, in yeah. the mid two thousands. Fuck, they were good. And I, then- I watched so many highlights packages in the lead up to this game about when Sydney and West Coast were the two best teams in the league, and they showed that qualifying final where Mickey O'Loughlin oh. kicked that fucking unreal goal on the run and just ran into the crowd and yelled in their faces. And even he's like, oh, yeah, I got a bit carried away in the moment. I was just running on adrenaline. And I got, like, because he was so close to the goal and he kicked it through. Yeah. He goes, I just kept running. <laughs> and something about that final series, I know we've touched on it before, and it's a very dark moment in AFL for you. But when Sydney were, like, down and out against Geelong in the year that it was the year that Sydney won the grand final. Yeah, 2005. Um, Nick Davis. Le- Nick Davis kicked three goals in a low scoring game. I see it, but I don't believe it. Anthony Hudson, 2005. Yeah, like, people don't talk about that anywhere near as much as they should. People are like, oh, Leo Barry's mark. Yeah, but, like, fuck. What Dick Davis had to do? Jesus. Those that those quarter. two grand finals were amazing. Yeah. Like, and then what about, like, the games that came after even? Like, wasn't it, like, at one point they'd played eight games in a row and the margin 
total was like 13 points yep. for eight games. Yeah, it was insane. They they had probably one of the best. They, they, that, that was sort of like, so then Geelong and Hawthorne got that rivalry afterwards where it was always decided by less than, like less than two yeah. kicks. Yeah. But the West Coast Sydney rivalry of 05 to probably even, even uh, no, 07 they, was when all the all the bad news came out of that Who West Coast. Who is it now yeah. though? The the main the big rivalry. I'm probably going to go with right. Richmond and Geelong have had a reasonable couple of battles. Oh, the big one is the showdown. Yeah, where yeah. form counts for nothing. This could be they could be getting back on Sydney and um. Oh no, you know who else have fucking awesome games who? every time they play Sydney Hawthorne. Oh yeah, yeah. they yeah. play very good games. It's kind of just like Sydney don't often smash the good teams. It's usually a grind. Yeah, Sydney just that club. They've never in my time watching AFL. Can't remember a rebuild. <laughs> they've just no. been they've just been good. They've re- they've rebuilt on the fly, which has been yeah. amazing considering they lost so many concessions by the AFL. I love Sydney. They're a good team. If you're looking for a team to follow and you don't want to bag for any of ours, yeah. I put forward Sydney. Yep. We can get around it. Fuck. And or West Coast even. West Coast, yeah. Sydney or West Coast. Uh, West Coast have a bit of a fucked history. Mm. Like, yeah, but it's the, yeah, but the future. Yeah. It's the future. But like Sydney, like go back a couple of years. Just watch Adam Goods play. Man. Oh, watch Barry Hall in his prime. Brett Kirk, fuck, there was some good play. Um, what's his name? Paul Kelly. Oh yeah. Bobby Skilton's a South. Oh, there are so many Ooh, good Sydney. It's going way back. I am. <laughs> hey, triple triple Brownlow medalist Bob Skilton, yeah. South Melbourne, and then of course you know the Swans thing. But um, there's some awesome, awesome at uh, Tykenelli. One so of the other great show, Irish players. Your dad, you're saying your dad was involved with South Melbourne? Yep. Did rip his heart out when they moved? Um, my grandfather was a life member of the club, and I think it kind of hurt him a little bit more than my dad. Yeah. Because my dad my dad actually has like this weird sporting story that I think a lot of men in his age group have, where he really liked AFL, he really liked cricket, was very solid at both, but he had focused on one that could have led somewhere, but it didn't because he was just like, I'm having a good time with both. Sure. Yep. Um, my... And this is funny because every Christmas this comes out about my uncle, my dad's younger brother. He was really, really good at footy and cricket, but pursued cricket. And then cricket were like, hey, let's go to London. And then he was like, no, I'm just going to be a tradie instead. But he he famously faced an over against, famously in my family, I would say. Because <laughs> yeah. um, England in the, their off season had sent some of their test players over to Australia just to fuck around in local cricket. And my uncle hit like 22 off, uh, fuck, side bottom maybe? I don't know, an English player at the time that was a bowler. And yeah, everyone was just like, Jesus. But yeah, didn't go anywhere. But every Christmas that story comes up and it's good. <laughs> Does he bring it up? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It just becomes cricketing highlights. Just like no one drinks at my like on my dad's side. So everyone is literally just standing around eating. And then all of a sudden someone will be like, the Boxing Day test will be on. Because usually Boxing Day rather than Christmas Day. Yeah. And they'll be like, something will happen. He'll be like, I remember when I took a catch like that. And then it just goes straight into exactly the same stories every year. So good. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, no. Because at that time, and I think my dad's side of the family might have had a similar thing where like they were kind of fond of Essendon because of, at least my dad was because like the baby bombers and stuff like that. He was like, oh, that's a good team for my son to kind of like look up to sort of thing. Yeah, And like things like. That turned out. Yeah, it turned out real good. <laughs> Great role models. <laughs> no, but even stuff like Michael Long and stuff like that. Yeah, of course. Or even Dustin Fletcher. Just like good blokes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good citizens. Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Speaking of good blokes, actually, you know what? I'm going to do a better segue. You ready to do shit? Yep. Speaking of stories that are the same every time you hear them, Carlton suck. <laughs> <laughs> great segue. Hey, remember remember when you didn't didn't kick a goal until uh, the third quarter? <laughs> remember when you were seventy points down at halftime against a team that did not make finals in the last two years against and at probably your home won't. <laughs> yeah, a team that travels very badly, famously. famously, famously travels like shit. That you know you were you're probably and not a fifty fifty split, but at least reasonably. I would. tipped Carlton. Yeah. Yeah. They were smoky, and then they, thought, they just yeah. fucking shit the bed. When I looked at the score at halftime, I just couldn't believe it. Freo aren't that good. Freo no, really took Freo, the foot off. Freo aren't that... Here you go, right? So, this, yes, they had Fife and Sandy back. Their heart and soul was missing. Michael Walters. Hmm. No Brad Hill. So, hmm. they had lost both those outside runners on a on a speedy deck at um at Eddie had. Yeah. And Carlton just forgot to play football for a half, and then... Barely. They, again, they're lucky that Freo kind of ran out of puff because that could have been a 120-point loss. At half time, that's what I wanted. Is that bad of me? When you see a, top, <laughs> a side up by 70 points at half time, I'm like, oh, I reckon they could win by 150. Well, that's what you want. Yeah. That's what you want. When, 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 you look at a, when you look at a score, like you look at that Port game, yeah. at quarter time, you go, shit, they could win by 100 points. And then they're like, oh, 67. You're like, eh. Yeah. It's to really put them away. If If... Freo had have been like a GWS or a Richmond or a Melbourne, they would have murdered them. Oh, Melbourne did. They beat him by 109 points. <laughs> it's going to get ugly for Carlton and Gold Coast for the rest of the year. Yeah. Just, oh. it's- Do we have to talk about the Freo-Carlton game anymore? No. Because Freo- speaking, speaking of Gold Coast being ugly, hey- on your St Kilda. Yes. A huge come from behind win. Boys, I messaged you at a certain point in this game. It was probably around about third, three-quarter time or whatever. And I was like, oh, no. Richo. Richo's career is over. Saints are going to lose. He was getting... And then none of us commented for another half an hour until all of us got in there at the same time just being like, Jesus, fuck. Jade Gresham just oh. saved Alan Richardson's career. What was that stat you told us about Gold Coast's last quarters? All right, here you go. You ready? So this is the last quarters for scored, the, the, the scores from the last quarters by Gold Coast in the last four games. You ready? Yeah. 0-0, zero, 0-2, zero, 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 Oh, no, wait. Sorry. Sorry. No, 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 no. I've given them too many. Yeah. 0-0, zero, zero, yeah. zero, one, zero, one, zero, zero. It's disgusting. They so you take that's four quarters of football. That's a whole game of football. You add that together, that's two behinds from four quarters of football. Oh. Putrid and uh, disgusting. 
I just want to uh, jump in with our famous segment, reading messages out from our conversation. <laughs> so Saturday night, 6.31 p.m., I chime in with, the Saints are a disgrace. <laughs> At this point, they're 31 points down against Gold Coast, heading into three-quarter time. Seven- and, they, and they've lost two players. And they've lost injury. two players. 7.06 p.m., Connor chimes in. <laughs> Jesus! I followed up with, boys, the Suns are a disgrace. <laughs> Uh, we are very good at backtracking on statements that are ludicrous <laughs> and absurd on this show. The thing that was incredible was that they won with two players down. The Suns had all the running, and they just wilted. Like they just they just gave up. Yeah, it was it was like they they were getting smashed by sixty points. They were fu- you were in front by it, it was it was a six goal turnaround. Yeah, and in a game that was they didn't fucking score. Against St. Kilda. Yes. Uh, and it wasn't a high-scoring game. Six goals is a huge turnaround. They were up by the second-highest margin of the day, and they cooked it. Yep. They're just witches' hats up there. Oh, they're just... To be to be fair, though, St. Kilda needed to win this game because there's not a lot of uh, light and opportunities going on in their seconds team either. So it's not like there's Ooh, a few people in the VFL yeah. pressing their case because their VFL team made VFL history by being one of the first teams in VFL history to not kick a goal. It's disgusting. And this is a team affiliated <laughs> with an AFL club. Yeah, that's the there future's are, not bright. No, the future is... um Fold them up. Fold them up, merge the Saints and the Suns together and just move them to Tassie. (laughs) We're the Tasmanian basket cases. We'll take all of your shit. Any any team that's crap, just come to us. Perfect. It can be the Tasmanian Ra combination of the Suns and the Saints, Sun God Ra. I like it. And also like the irony of Tassie being represented by a Sun God. (laughs) Something they famously haven't seen in 13 years. On your St. Kilda, that was the game they needed to do. Uh, Well done. It means that Alan Richardson's a coach for another week. So good on him. They've only played... Like, that's the the thing with the Saints. They can really only play for one quarter. They did it against West Coast where they kicked like seven. Yep. They've done it again. Now they have a week off. Jeez, Richo. Fucking hell. He's got two two weeks he's got a job for now. My my gut feel is that Melbourne at the MCG after the bye. Oh, oh shame! <laughs> if they can survive that, how much do they need to lose? No, by? no, 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 no. Because hear me out, right? So Melbourne had a bye this week after being beaten by Collingwood. Yep. So everyone's like Melbourne aren't very good. Melbourne then have to go to Adelaide and play Port. Probably not going to win. Ooh. I don't reckon. Profit call. Profit call. They're then going to come back to Melbourne and be angry because they've now lost to Collingwood, lost to Port Adelaide. There's been a lot of rumblings that the team's no good again. They then come up against St. Kilda, 115 points. Jesus, Richo. Will be the halftime score. (laughs) (laughs) Saints yet to score. Yep, 115 to two. I don't know about Richo. I just feel like if he can bunker down and survive the rest of the year, they might be like, it's a Hardwick-Buckley type situation. Yeah, but but the difference is Buckley and Hardwick both had quality players on their list. That's true. Fuck. I don't know. What did Nick Rewalt say? He came out and said something about um, last year. What was his comment? Did you guys see it? He came out and said this year that it's the, the game they, where they got smashed the week before, he was like, that's the worst performance I've ever seen the Saints put in. Oh, I, I read some other comment, though. He was critical of like the review process at St. Kilda when he was there last year. Oh, really? Yeah. Didn't think it was being done properly. Yeah, just I don't know. The club's not being run. He, um, 
Oh, yeah, yeah, he had to crack the admin administration. So uh, the thing about Nick Rewald is yeah. I've, I've been to games where like Geelong have beaten St. Kilda by 93 points in Geelong and Rewald does not stop running the whole time yeah. and he'll just look around and you can just, because he, he's one of those players who wears his heart on his sleeve, you can just see the frustration on his face being like, come on, just show, give me something to kick to. I can't be the only guy out here. And meanwhile, you know, Dangerfield just like pushes him over, runs, kicks a goal from 50. So I don't normally condone TC behaviour, but um, Nick Rewald should have TC'd. <laughs> Where, Fuck. T- where to? Oh, fucking anywhere. <laughs> Bombers would have had him. Nah, because then he would have got caught up in the saga. Should have come, been... come home to Queensland. Yeah, we don't want to tar him with that, mate. Yeah, that's true. Should have come home to Queensland. Do you know- um, No, no, he, so- should, he would have gone to like a successfully, like a club pushing for finals. In the early 2000s- I'm um, not a big fan of a captain TCing, though. No, in fact, Juddy. I, I kind of hate it. But Juddy, yeah, but Juddy TC'd because the culture of his club was, do crystal meth. <laughs> was Dangerfield was- captain? No, he was that. That was a, that was one of the reasons. Wasn't uh, he a? Uh, uh, no, nah, he wasn't vice captain. It was always it's always been Tex Walker, Rory Sloan. I think because they knew they were never going to be able to hold on to danger. It's always been Tex and Rory. Okay. Yeah. Um, there used to be this thing uh, in the early two thousands where if you lived within a fifty kilometer uh, radius of Brisbane, Brisbane got access to you in the draft. Uh, Nick Rewalt lived 57 kilometres from Brisbane, so we missed out on that. On Imagine prob- Rewalt I'm, I'm, probably, I'm probably the greatest number one draft pick of all time. Wow. Nick Rewalt. That's pretty big. Who, who else is a better number one draft pick? Oh. Jack Watts. Wait, what was Luke Hodge? <laughs> no, Hodge, I reckon. Oh, he was one. Was he? Was it Hodge, Luke Ball, Chris Judd? Yeah, it was. So, okay, Luke Hodge, probably the best number one bar draft pick of all time. Oh, and then Nick Revolt, I'd second. probably take Revolt ahead of Hodge. Yeah, but how many? Yeah, how many premierships, yeah. He's got four premierships, a Norm Smith. Two Norm Smiths. Two Norm Smiths. Nick, here's a big call. Nick Revolt's probably going to go down as one of the most underrated players of all time because his club had zero success while he was there. Mm. Yep. Much like- um, Better player than Jonathan Brown. That's big coming from you. Well, think like take three premierships away from Brown, and then it's like a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. And Rewald's thing too was that he changed the way he played. He then started doing that R- Matty Richardson thing where he played on the wing and was just as good. And yeah, I, we've probably spoken about this before. But Harry might fall into the same category. I reckon. I reckon Richo and Rewald probably fall in that same category. Whereas probably guys who are under are, are very great players who are probably underrated because they've yeah. never they've never won the a team premiership. Never Richo is is definitely underrated. He's very high on the all time goal kicking. He's um, got he's the most goals. goals. I, I think he still has the record for the most goals kicked to the MCG. Kicked more goals than Wayne Carey. Yep. Jesus. Yeah. He had bigger sooks though. <laughs> yeah. But that was you love that about him. I don't think because Wayne, Wayne Carey didn't sook. He just took his anger out on women yeah. who were near him. Oh look, when comparing them, Wayne Carey. Garbage bloke, piece of shit. Mm. Happily go on record. Duck, you're a fuckhead. Richo, though. Don't at me. Now nah, do. I want to explain in detail why you are. Scum. You are scum. <laughs> I'll go hard after him. Fuck him. He's a piece of shit. <laughs> anyway, Richard. Makes though, me angry the more. Ah, oh, anyway. <laughs> don't think about it too much, Tom. What we will think about, though, is Richo costing his team the first Dreamtime game by having a massive whinge. <laughs> Essendon almost cooked that game like four times and if Richard hadn't have given away a 50 meter penalty by being a sook yeah yeah they had that in the bag but then he had moments where like he won games on his own Mm. how'd that go for him how many premierships did he get oh he nearly won a Brownlow too do you remember that yeah like really late in his career lost to Cooney I think fuck I think he was shithouse winner Cooney's gotta be one of the worst winners of the Five. medal. No. 
<laughs> I love how quickly you said that. And both Sean and I froze. Like, is he dumb or making a joke? Is this a bit? Why Woden? No, that's what I was literally about oh. to say. Why Woden? He, yeah, he was just. He was lucky that there was uh, 22 blokes on acid and taking votes off each other. <laughs> <laughs> and um, on the Saturday, the other game, um, Australia lost to Ireland. No, Australia lost to France. No, Australia lost a cricket match. Yeah, we lost three times at the same time. Uh, what else? Oh, and we also lost because we had to watch one of the worst games of football <laughs> ever. I lost too because I watched a little bit of soccer and I nearly died inside. Oh, isn't it the worst? But this, but the thing is, like people people have been saying to us, "Hey, you guys going to do a World Cup thing?" We nah. don't like the sport and we don't know enough about it. Nah. And you would just get angry at us: a, not understanding the rules, and b, complaining that it's not footy. Side note: that's going to turn everyone against. Well, you two against me. I don't mind soccer, but I definitely don't know anything about get it. Get fucked. I'm I, not turning against you. No. No, it's just like, because I'm like... Are you uh, t- are you TCing against footy? <laughs> no, I'm not TCing against footy. Absolutely not. But it's too soft for my life. <clears throat> I never understood soccer in a sense. When I was in high school, I went to a high school that had a big like Italian and Greek yep. population, I guess. Um, so soccer was massive at my high school. Yeah. And I never got it. But then one day, and I think it was the 2006 World Cup, actually, where I was watching some games and I was like, ah, no, I get it. It's... Not about the goals being scored. It's just the pressure. The whole game is so tense. So if you get invested in soccer, if your team score a goal, it's like the biggest relief of all time. That's it's what, fucking huge. Do you know they did a study and found that's why there's riots and fights at soccer? So there's also the racial factor in that you have countries that don't like one another playing against one another in like a World Cup type scenario. But So that builds. But also the fact that Tension can't be released because there might not be a goal scored for 88 minutes. And so with it, with footy, because there's constantly a let-off. There's either a goal or a mark or something. Yep. You can let off a bit of steam. Whereas with soccer, it's just got to be channeled somewhere and it can then boil over into a big punch-on. I can um, get behind it when it's the Socceroos. Yeah. But it does frustrate me watching it when like... Because Australia actually, they play pretty hard. We, well, yeah. It looks like and we're like, going to get smashed. Someone gets brushed in the arm and then they go down holding their head like they've been shot. And it just fucking annoys you know, me. There's actually another strategy with that, which is a weird thing. And now we are talking about soccer, I guess. But just so that our listeners like will get to hear me explain stuff, I guess. So the reason that a lot of the stuff is exaggerated is it's actually pressure from the coaches and the teammates. If you're involved in a contact, if you go down, the players get a break. Because soccer is fucked in the sense of it's just non-stop. Players are just sprinting mm. for like 45 minutes. So Get, if get pl- fitter. <laughs> Be tougher. No, they are, Do you know there was that study where they looked at the fittest like athletes? Is in it soccer? Like, it's soccer players, but more than that, it's soccer referees. Because they don't get a break ever because there's only one. Yeah. So I don't buy that, Joel Dusha. No, it's Not like- one bit. Oh, look, Harden I- up. It's disgusting. Oh, like I'm not a fan of the dive and it famously costs- Australia. Australia, a dream win against Italy in 2006, which I'm still very upset about. And again the other night. Yeah, it was worse. The Italian one was yeah. far worse. Because um, we're in front. But no, culturally. it was going to go to... So, in 2006, we played Sean, Dusha knows a lot more about soccer than he's been letting on this I know a lot about time. the 06 World Cup as well. Yeah, so yeah. it was... I think I was drunk, also probably 10. Uh, Australia <laughs> were... Uh, scores were level. Oh, that's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> scores were level... And Italy got a real fucking soft free kick to get up. But if scores stayed level and the momentum of that game continued the same way, there probably wouldn't have been another goal scored. At that time, Australia had a team that were really, 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 really fucking good at penalties. Like, super fucking good. It was one of our strengths. The Italian team fucking shithouse at them. So if it had have gone to penalties, Australia probably would have won. 
Which would have taken us to the next stage, and we would have played someone that was also lucky to be there. Which would have been the final eight, Tom. So, Australia like could have- Laos or South Korea or It was something. someone that, like, Australia could have feasibly beaten, and it would have taken us to the semis. Which, we wouldn't have won, but, like, 06 could play out as a million ways when Australia's not winning the World Cup, but we could have made it so far. Yeah. Oh, man. See? There we go. Anyway, there's a bit of soccer for everyone who's dying to hear some soccer. Because we're not done to talk about this game where Hawthorne <laughs> showed up, did exactly what was expected in uh, Silk Burgoyne's 350th game, and Adelaide, oh, they're fucked. They're cooked. You know what is a team that hasn't been able to manage player injuries, to, key injuries to key players all season? Adelaide. Adelaide were in it at halftime. That's yep. fucked. Do you, know what, do you know what they didn't do, though, after halftime, Dusha? Score? Kick a goal. They didn't score at all in the third quarter. This is a team last year that was the highest rated attack in the AFL. Mm-hmm. Proves the point. The MCG, not good for Crows. Uh, they kicked one goal after halftime, mate. They kicked one in the last quarter. That's what I mean. Didn't score at all in the third. Nope. Oh, they pulled a goal coast. <sighs> yep. Can we just talk about what we're on this game? The one thing I want to talk about this game is Sean Burgoyne. Yep. 350 games. I think he actually has the record for the most... Finals won by a player has to be in the conversation as one of the greatest, greatest players of all time. You have like longevity wise, but probably in the conversation, one of the greatest Indigenous players of all time. Champion. If not the greatest Indigenous player of all time. Only Who's Hawthorne player I can think of Long? who I like. I'd, I'd pick Bergon over Long. Yeah, fair. Polly Farmer, one of the first Whoa, yeah, that's- champion player. Chris Johnson. Yeah. I think, I think though, like Sean Burgoyne would be your, your captain or vice captain if you were picking a greatest Indigenous team of all time. He's amazing. And, he's, and the thing is, he hasn't gotten any worse. The things that he's famous for, which is like beautiful kicks and smooth, that's why his nickname is Silk. Yeah. Those smooth transitions and like brilliant ability to get the ball where it needs to be. He hasn't lost any of that in his age. So hats off to him. He's the only Hawthorne player that we will on this show say we like. The rest, jump in a river. <laughs> oh. Um, Speaking of... Jumping in a river. Things we like. Profit calls. Oh. All right. So this takes us to next week. Uh, so, yeah, I guess you just noticed it was only six games this week. Bye so, round. Dusha. Are our boys back next week? <laughs> our boys are back next oh, week. Mate, I can't wait. It's been a, it's been a long drought. <laughs> I don't need to wait that long because my boys are playing the West Coast Eagles at Optus Stadium on oh. Thursday night. And I am frightened. Joel, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Shit. Not only are you getting West Coast at Hellhole Stadium, you're getting, after West, Coast, a loss. You're getting West Coast at Hellhole Stadium after a loss. Also, douche at this, you lose and that's it. Yep. That's curtains on your season. Yep. I just want to quickly reiterate the fact that Adelaide have only won one more game than Essendon this season. And Essendon have felt fucked the entire year. Adelaide's like, oh, you yeah, know, there's a finals chance. They're good. No, they're garbage. I'm frightened, but maybe my boys will lift. They would, they would want to lift themselves off the turf so they're not touching that hellhole surface and will survive the game. Dusha. Do you think jackets will be waving? Oh, fuck. If we get up. Oh, that's the West Coast game, isn't it? Yeah. The, and is it a, the Herd Hug West Coast game as well? Yep. Yeah. I'll fucking be doing it all if we win. Fucking, I'll run out of my house, hug blokes in the street, wave my scarf, probably get hit by a car. I just, as be much worth, as I'd love be to see it. that... <laughs> I just don't think they're going to be able to do it. Essendon by eight. Goals. Points, points, points. points, points. I, I think it might be the other way and goals. I have to tip West Coast. <laughs> I believe. 
But yes! we just, but you, you've got well, you don't have Mister Optimistic no, 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 on your no, no, side. No, 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 no. I'm going to tip West Coast because I I need to climb the ladder. But in my heart, I feel there's a chance. Yeah. I do. I feel there's oh, a if chance. I, if I fucked this tip up, I'd be so. This would be the best tip up fuck I've had all year. Question for you. Yep. Winning the tipping. Yeah, I'm one clear, so it's fine. Are Everyone's going to tip. Are you going to tip Essendon? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Fuck, I've tipped them against fucking. You've tipped them I every tip- week. Yeah, I tipped them against Richmond, which. Actually, yeah, sorry, stupid question because you don't TC. I don't TC. Yeah. Um, and still on top. So I'm basically Rocky. It's remarkable, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> when you think about it, he's winning and his team's shit. <laughs> Oh! <laughs> <laughs> At least they've given him four wins as opposed to you have picked him every week and you've gotten one. Yeah, but, but I, st- I still believe one he, from eleven. Yeah. But he's not. Uh, he's not three off the. He's not three off the mark of me though. No, true. He's, I'm All just right. making some big calls. I reckon, and uh, they've paid off. Mm. Well done. Got Next game. Score last round. Port Melbourne. Port Melbourne. <sighs> Port. Yeah. I want to say Port as well. Jack wants to come back in and kick six against his old side. <laughs> we get a game. Oh, wait, isn't Watts dropped? Yeah, he's out. But, yeah. he, but he had a massive game in the Sandville, so he probably comes back in for someone who didn't quite perform in the Bulldogs game. What did Lindsay Thomas do this week? Oh, weekend? actually, actually, I want to I want to backtrack. I want to backtrack. Yep. So um, this is the Port Bulldogs game. We talk about footy and how great footy is. There was a moment on the weekend that summed up for me what footy is all about. So Todd Marshall is a 19-year-old guy who plays for Port Adelaide. Um, started the season in fine form and then... At 19, he's lost both his dad and his mum in a really short space of time. His dad only recently, his mum before the before the footy season started. Um, he's obviously taken some time off personal leave. First game back on the weekend, he wears the number 13, I'm pretty sure. 13-minute mark at the first quarter. The crowd gave him a, a round of applause nice, to welcome nice. him back. He was standing, lining up on his player, Hayden Crozier, who plays for the Bulldogs, was standing next to him. When the applause started for Todd Marshall, Crozier came over, put an arm around him and gave him a, a little, you know, sort of like a, a hug kind of pat. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, fuck, that's what footy's about. Bruce McAvaney fucking loved it and I did too. Moving on. <laughs> Next game, we have Hawthorne taking on Gold Coast in oh, Tasmania, who oh. are in for an absolute ripper of a game when Hawthorne yeah, is, beats the Suns by 130 points. This is a preview of the team that they will be getting in two years' time. <laughs> The fact that it's in Tassie might limit the damage a little bit. Have you seen? All they have a perfect record in Tassie. No, no, no. Like they'll win for sure. But just in terms, like, does Tassie really go high scoring that often? It will this week. It will this week. <laughs> oh, actually, can you, you can imagine be, what would happen though? It won't if, be that if high Gold scoring. Coast be 140 play 20. Because <laughs> it, it, it was at the G, it'd be 380 <laughs> plays 15. <laughs> Gold Coast. Oh, they're a rabble. Jago Miro's going to kick 10. (laughs) (laughs) Tom Mitchell's going to have 80 disposals. Oh, it's going to be ugly. Because the problem is Gold Coast will be competitive and then we'll do that thing where they don't play in the last quarter and against Hawthorne, they'll just run right. Roughhead will kick 26. It's going to be so ugly. It's going to be... Tazzy, you're in for an absolute treat. I think Hawks by 10 goals. Brisbane Lions play GWS. Where at? The Gabatoir. Ho, ho, ho. All right. I'll tell you this. I've, sure. I've had a break. Yep. I've had a week off. Yep. Uh, I've crunched some numbers. Yep. No way. Oh. Are they? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, but now, I think Brisbane will win by four goals. Can I say, 
I'm back in the line. Yes. Harris Andrews is currently the best defender statistically in the league. He'll be playing against Jeremy Cameron, who had one of the best individual games for a forward this year. Yep. Last week. This is Bring it on. Look, Sean, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm probably tipping GWS, but I think this game will be close. And even if you lose, it will be one of those games where you're like, no, that was all right. Yeah. Because- Are you getting sick of those games though, Sean? I don't accept those anymore. <laughs> I've, I've had a week off and I've gone, no more- no. <laughs> I've had a week off and I've forgotten I've a, how to I've speak. Had, I've had a stroke. <laughs> um, <laughs> no more honourable losses in the back half of the year. Just Brisbane actually wins. do this and it annoys me most years, but they'll have a shit house first half of the season and then they'll come out and in the last like 10 games or win so, four. maybe win four or five. Yeah. Well, and I, right. I suspect they'll have them again. Uh, they'll, they'll win by a goal. Thank you. I'll take it. Uh, Western Bulldogs versus North Melbourne. North at Melbourne. Had, yeah, North Melbourne. North by 10 goals. Yeah, easy. They'll Good be, to see them back. They'll be hurting after that loss to Geelong. They've had a week to think about it. They'll come out and murder Bulldogs. Yeah. yeah. And then the actual final game of the round, which used to be a rivalry, but this year will just be a massacre. <laughs> Collingwood will defeat the Carlton Blues. Mason Cox might kick 10. I've never hoped for this in my life, but I hope Collingwood win by 150 oh, points. I, <laughs> yes. Bring on the, uh, the Collie Wobbles. Yep. But it's the Carlton Wobbles. Yep. The There's... Navy Poos. Oh, <laughs> good boy. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to murder them. Yeah, it's going to be disgusting. It's going to be oh, brutal. Tom, what are you doing with your week off? Because uh, Geelong has a buy, and so do Adelaide, Richmond, St. Kilda, Sydney, and Frio. I might just, um, I might probably watch some of the highlights of the season so far. Um, might just think about how good it'll be when those players get back on the park. I might just go back and watch. Um, that goal from the weekend of Ablett's just on loop. Yeah, you reckon you'll shave your eyebrows out of respect? I mean, yeah, I'm going to just full uh, full Ablett up, beard, everything. No, it, I won't do Aerodynamic. That. Hey, Dusha, we got any emails? Uh, this week, our inbox is absolutely fucking firing. And Tom- Are they all sp- my dad? <laughs> no, uh, uh, there is a lot about you in here, though. And Ooh. I'll just read them in order that we got them. Okay, <laughs> okay. All right, uh, so first of all, we had Good Enough emailing us. So if you remember from yeah, last yeah. week- his name's Ryden. He just forgot to include his name in the email. Uh, he just said, lift Ryden. <laughs> he just wants to check if uh, No Sports Carney would ever be interested in appearing on the show. Based on the fact <laughs> he doesn't like sport. Or the no, show. Unless we decide to do How Good's Running for a long time. <laughs> yeah, him and, my, him and my brother could do that show together. Except your brother's really good. And likes footy. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. So, uh, no. No. Yeah, probably no chance. Would be funny, though. Look. Anything is possible. Mathematically possible. It's mathematically possible. It's mathematically possible. <clears throat> and then we've got friend of the show, Yoav. Subject. Stand the fuck up. <laughs> Five years since an AFL game, Tom Reed. Five long, hard years. I watch every Crows game in shitty quality on my computer and celebrate like a madman. You and your Geelong arrogance not standing up the game. That is shameful. Poor. <laughs> <laughs> P.S. How the f- how the hell do you fix the crows at the moment? Also, stand up, Tom Reed. Can I address that? Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, you absolutely can. So I'd like to say that, as evidenced on this show, I've I've dug deep. I've had a real hard look at myself, and I rose to the occasion this week, and I stood. Yes. In fact, I stood twice as much as all of Adelaide this weekend. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, yo, I've just, uh, he, uh, he comes again. Nah, he, well, he does, but PS, I immigrated from Australia at the age of six and a half and my love for the game. The Crows has always been strong. 
I'm legitimately insulted at your Geelong arrogance. Not strong enough, though. Like, if it was, you'd move back. Oh! <laughs> Whack, nah, he wouldn't, because that'd already right. go and rubbish. Second email. <clears throat> third email of the night. Uh, second also from... F- your yeah. f- oh! <laughs> Follow-up. <laughs> Stand the fuck up, Tom <laughs> Good. All right, uh, we're going to... Hang on, just, just hang on, hang on. Oh, oh he's, he's standing. Up. He's up. All right, let's go, Nusha. Finish the rest of the show. <laughs> Dan, you're going to hurt yourself, mate. No, no, no. You're straining muscles you haven't used. I am. I used them on the weekend. <laughs> That's true. Let's go. Twice. Power stance. <laughs> uh, if you check our social media when this episode goes up, we've got a photo of evidence of Tom Reed taking a stand. Beautiful. All right, uh, we got an email from Simon, who's done some digging on your social media, Carney. He uh, found that in 2011, you've posted a photo supporting Geelong. And he's questioned that, wondering if it's TC behavior. Simon, come on, mate. Lift, first of all. Second of all, throughout this episode, I feel like we've answered that. It is totally fine to back your boys. And Geelong, solid team. Won the premiership in 2011. Also, yeah. they were playing against Collingwood. What yeah. was I going to do? <laughs> I've... <laughs> Fair enough if you had a person to think of Collingwood. I would have gone after you hard as well. That's true. This show you, probably wouldn't exist. No, I wouldn't because um, we would have dissolved it. <laughs> we would have um, Fitzroyed you. <laughs> Bloody hell. All right. Uh, <laughs> next email is from Chad. Subject, Livid Crows supporter. And just before I get into the email, we've got a lot of Adelaide supporters considering how hard we go at them every week. Yeah, good on you, Adelaide. Yeah. Look- Team shit. <laughs> Fans, you've lifted. That's good. Yeah. Now get your boys to lift. Yeah. Chad says, G'day, boys. Love the pod. Love the footy. I'm a huge Adelaide Crows supporter, and I've really gotten into footy with your help. However, due to a recent performance of the Crows, I'm absolutely livid. Good. <laughs> Every week, the play seems to be getting worse and worse, and the games are getting harder and harder to watch. But enough about my team's desperate need of a heart transplant. I've been listening to the pods, and I noticed that you clarify wins as roasts and losses as toasts. But I reckon there needs to be a third category for when Geelong win... Called a boast. <laughs> I know this is a genius. <laughs> I know this is a genius idea, and there is no need for you to get up for a standing ovation. In brackets, because I know Tom wouldn't. Hey, I'm standing right now, mate. Keep up the good work, and I hope Brisbane can pull a Bradbury and come in for the gr- sweetest premiership win of all time. Fucking hell! What a champion! Best email we've ever got. <laughs> I-, I agree. Yeah. Ha! Oh, fantastic. Uh, we've got Nathan emailing us in. New, proud Melbourne supporter. Oh, Nathan says, Oi, footy professors, last week you recommended <laughs> that I support Melbourne after I complained about American football. I looked into the demons and I'm very happy with your call. I'm also very happy you didn't tell me to support the softest champions I've ever seen, Richmond. <laughs> <laughs> also, you were correct. Max Gorn is a bear. <laughs> Profit call, Melbourne over Port by 20. Oh, nice. Not gonna and happen. Nathan, much like a good friend you have, Followed up with a second email. Is it directed at me? No. Sincere promise. Hey, boys. I already wrote in this week, but I have a wager to make. If you can pronounce my last name correctly, I will buy a How Goods footy shirt and tweet you a photo of it. Good luck. Do we get three goes at it, one each? Well, look, I reckon I'm happy to have a crack at this, but I will pass my phone around so we can all have a crack. Yeah, let's go. I'm pretty sure your name's Nathan Wesler. Oh, but that feels like a trick question. Like, it it can't be the... It's got to be hard. But fuck, I think I agree with Dusha. Tom? Weslow was your guess? Weslow was my guess. Um, no, do you know what? I reckon it's, it looks like a Hebrewish sort mm, of name. Mm, so is mm. it like Weslower? Weslower? Weslow. I'm going Weslower. So if one of us gets it right. Yeah. Enjoy the shirt, mate. Thanks for emailing. Your name's Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> 
Cameron Morgan's emailed us again. Uh, he was a Freo fan from last week. He just wanted to clarify that he's not the Freo fan that bought the t-shirt, but he's getting one sooner rather than later. Secondly, how fucking shit are Carlton? I mean, if even Freo can give them a good thrashing, what's in store for them next? Thirdly, fuck yes, Freo. Nat Five played his 150th game. What an absolute legend. Finally, Tom, mate, your boys, what happened? Did you still stand up for every goal? <laughs> Where's the evidence? I stood up for some. You don't stand up for every girl, uh, though. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, and look, these emails are coming after you from last week. Remember that. Yeah. And I'm, you're probably going to get a few apologies this week, or maybe not. Maybe. If I was a listener, I wouldn't email in apologizing. Cam, I stand by my call. Cam, buy a shirt, mate. Yeah, well, before you go after him, just yeah. listen to this PS. Oh. I'm a big fan of the PS on the emails because they always just go after us. <laughs> <clears throat> PS. Go after me. Connor. Fuck. I'll be at the Freo v Brisbane game in Perth. We're going to end you like we ended Carlton. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Have a good one. Cam. Next email is from Charlie McGregor. Hey, lads. First off, absolutely love the show. It's great to hear an AFL podcast coming out of Sands Pants. It's fast becoming my favorite of all of your podcasts in brackets behind Plumbing the Death Star. Oh, thanks, mate. Big fan of me, I assume. Unfortunately, the Unlike us. Mighty e- <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, the Mighty Eagles couldn't lift on my birthday, no less, against the Swans this week. But I'd be lying if I didn't say I was impressed with the season we're having. That does bring me to my next main kind of question, though. Gaffer McGovern are yet to re-sign with us this year. Do you think any slash all of them will be back on? And if anyone leaves, where do you think they'll go? Tom, on an unrelated note. Hope your show went well. Oh, thanks, mate. It has gone well. Here's another plug. It's on for another four days. Uh, this Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you can buy tickets at bittenbyproductions.com. How was that for a well, plug? Well, that's redemption. That was- <laughs> he stood up and he got it right. Second chances. Also, just like to point out that Wednesday is today. Yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen to the show in the morning and come see the play at night. Finally, Carney has a typical ne- nemesis. Pretty sure Tom has one, but does Dusha? Fuck it, Joel Dusha. I may be 21st on the ladder and six tips behind you, but I'm coming for the crown. Nah, you're too far back, son. Love your work, boys. New resident Eagles fan, Charlie. Thanks Um, for the email, Charlie. Gaff stays. Oh, six. He could have a crack. Mm. I would have to cook it. Essendon. It's mathematically possible. Yeah. And he barracks for Eagles and I barrack for Essendon. So. Actually, yeah. He's got one tip on you already this week. (laughs) Oi. <laughs> um, I, Gaff stays. McGovern's the one he could leave. Where do you reckon he'll go if he does go? The word on the street's Freo. Oh, that would be that huge. Far out. Why? Apparently, Mitch McGovern wants to leave too. There's rumours going around that he wants to move to Victoria. He's not happy with the culture at the club. Ooh. There's, there's a lot of rumours coming out of Adelaide where players are unhappy with the culture. And I was reading something with Damien Barrett, who, you know, mm. said that if even 20% of those rumors are true, there's a problem at the Crows. Fuck, yeah. a problem at the Adelaide Crows? Fuck me. No. No. Say it ain't so. Ugh. It's almost like they went on a weird psychological torture camp at the start of the year. After coming so close to winning the flag and were already mentally fried, they just cooked their team more. Um, weird that. What's next? Who's last, next? Last email. Good, my legs are getting tired. They don't stand up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and this one's from Aaron Nichols, and this is a great way to end the episode, because it's just a real good reminder of how good footy is. Hey, gents, this is more an appreciation email to tell you guys you're doing a great job. This great job is in no small part to the wisdom in the teams you all support. Me, my dad, and Nan go for Essendon. My mum and sister go for Geelong, and my late grandpa went for Brisbane. Aww. When I heard the first episode, I had to wonder if it was some kind of divine intervention bestowing such a perfect podcast upon me. It was. The son of God has returned to Geelong, so... <laughs> the answer is probably yes, definitely. <laughs> Still couldn't convince me to join the footy tipping comp, though, as I am incapable of tipping with my head instead of my heart, meaning it would simply be a race to the bottom. 
Cheers, keep up the good work, and I'm looking forward to seeing the Bombers theme song come grand final day after the final siren, as I am a believer and a dreamer. Aw. Aaron. Good on, Aaron. Oh, well done, Aaron. He uh, just he has a PS there that just reiterates what typically with his heart over his head means, which I think we all follow, but he hates Collingwood. <laughs> That's fair. On you, Aaron. Tom, if you want to email the show, how do you do that? Oh, wow. I haven't done this for a while, and my brain has... Can I remember one link? So I nearly just gave him the link to my ticketing thing again. <laughs> um, but you send us an email to howgoodsfooty at gmail.com. You've risen to the occasion once again. I ha- I've risen to the occasion because I'm standing up. Yes. And you can tweet us at howgoodsfooty or individually. I'm at Orchid Trade. I'm at Douche13. I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. Thanks for listening. And uh, up the bombers. Looking forward to a huge upset this Thursday night. Go Hell- Lions. Hellhole Stadium doesn't fucking know what's coming. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It's the red and black. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.